this week's GG Weekend Watch with myself, as always, Daryl Carter and Andrew Mount, kindly sponsored by SBK. We had quite a, a good week last week, had a couple of winning naps. Andrew Knapp Chipstead, uh, also a great ambassador that won. Hakum also won. Um, Daryl had Aratus. Um, is that it, a terrible week. It's just looking down the list. And I thought, there's not yeah, I had a terrible week. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I had a winning nap as well um, with Eileen Dover that you all laughed about me for. But anyway, um, <laughs> I am a dreamer was placed for me and Sacred as well um, was a nice winner, wasn't she? So we had a fairly good week between us, but Daryl does need to, to try harder. <laughs> He'll be better this week, I promise. Um, give, give him a break. He almost died three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry that you were ill, but that's gone now. So, um, I'm joking. Uh, this week's meetings are, of course, from York and Sandown, and then we'll have anything else that the guys fancy as well. Um, I think there is quite a forecast rain around. We're recording this on Friday morning, so tomorrow we are forecasting rain Saturday. So, as always, if selections do change or the guys change their mind, apologies. We will do our best to let you know. Uh, and they will update their own personal social media as well as GG's to try and kind of keep you as up to date as we can. Um, we'll cover the e-ball first, I thought, guys. So that's the 335 from York. We got last year's winner uh, in there for Jera Prince Rear Poses. Um, looked at a few stats for this race and apparently we want a double-figure draw. Favourites have a terrible uh, win rate if that fact that I found is right. I think one winning favourite from last 22. Um, not great. I thought it was such a hard race, this. I, I thought I was going to go back to one of my old favourites, which is Illarab. I, I assume Tom Markand has chosen to ride Hamish, which slightly worries me. <laughs> um, but I am going to stick with Illarab, who um, was obviously highly tried last time out, and it just clearly wasn't up to that, I guess. Dropping grade real plus as well, and uh, it'd be good to get him back on track. So I'm going to go with Illarab in the more, but it's such a difficult race. Um, Andrew, do you want to start? Yeah, sure thing. I wouldn't get too carried away with the winning favourites argument because, I mean, at the moment, we're 15 to 2 the field, so it's so competitive. A <laughs> bit, bit like the Grand National, you know, if you're betting 10 the field, you're not going to get that many. Um, I, I, but talking of the favourite, at the moment, um, is Live Your Dream still a reserve, I believe? Is that, um, is I that think right? Me, I think Mekong's come out this morning. Right. Um, so I think, he's, I think he might have just got in. Yeah, because, well, Live Your Dream is certainly one that I like. Um, it yeah. ran in a, a really good handicap at Newmarket last time, um, beating another Godolphin inmate, Side Bin Saraw's Global Storm, into second. Now, the, the winner and the runner-up both came from well off the pace. You look at the other horses in that race that um, were ridden patiently. They've uh, A lot of them have run well since. You go back down to the 10th place, Prince Alex, he's won since. The 11th, Volcanic Sky, um, a horse really hard to win with. Even he managed to get his head in front next time. So uh, I think you can upgrade the performances of, of both Live Your Dream and Global Storm there. And I was looking at the prices, I think, last night, and thinking, well, why is Global Storm 20 to 1 or thereabouts? It just seemed yeah. to be a little bit big. So I'm, I'm going to side with him. I also like uh, Humanitarian for the Gosden Yard. Um, he's got the hood on, uh, which is a very positive angle for any progeny by... Um, this particular sire and also for the yard so i was looking at three at this stage Li uh, live your dream um, global storm and humanitarian uh humanitarian sorry global storm's the biggest price i think so i'll side with him if you want just one okay yeah it's, it's that kind of race isn't it you could take three easily <laughs> also, i'll just uh, throw, throw in one other thing as well um there doesn't seem to be an awful amount of pace in there either 
And last year, the pace um, held up. The 25 to 1 runner up beat a half a length, very nearly made all. And the, and the winner was also up there throughout. So do just keep an eye on that as well if you're looking for an exaggerated hold up horse. Might not be run to suit. Okay. Uh, Daryl? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Andy said there. I, I was coming, um, I was looking at humanitarian as well. John Gosden's got a 40% strike rate with runners after 300 days off the track, 20 from 50. Um, and the, the hood's an interesting addition for him. He can be a little bit keen early on. Now, we haven't seen humanitarian uh, since September last year when he beat a good horse in Dubai Future, who's now £10 higher in the handicap since a listed uh, group uh, placed horse. Prior to that, uh, 2019, I know we're going back a bit, it's before his Gelden operation, he was 7th from um, seventh at Ascot, which was a bit of a poor run, but prior to that, he was 7th in the Derby. Um, he was staying on really strongly that day over a mile four. I thought he's a horse that's always cried out for a, for a bit of a trip. Um, the ground will be key to his chances, I think. I think he does want it quick ground. Now, there's not tons of rain around tomorrow, but there is small bits, enough to probably to take the sting out of the ground, I would have thought. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold off for a, for a selection until I know how much rain has fallen. Hamish has been back this week. Like Defeat is out of the question. Um, off the back of a 428-day layoff. Uh, William Haggard, again, he's not got a bad stroke rate after 300-odd days off, 26%. Um, so I wouldn't be too concerned about the 428-day layoff, especially in a contest like this. I think yeah. uh, he's going to be A1. So, um, But just, again, I thought they said previously that all of his best form has come on softer surface. Uh, so he's not going to want it too light and quick. One at a big price I'm going to back, because the ground shouldn't be too much of an issue, is, is a Lunac for, for Andrew Bolden. Um, a good, good third or fourth last time, a good win in the glorious, um, in the Queen's Plate. Got no run, didn't have any sort of time to pick up. I think this horse really likes a home, nice long home straight. Haydock is sort of the only time he's had it away from Ascot um, this season. And he bolted up, beating Winnicott off a mark of 102. He's off 108 here. And I think that, I think 108 is probably fine because the weights are quite compressed in this race. I think there's a stone between about 24 runners or 22 runners. Um, I think there's more to come from Alunak. I went through quite a bit of his back form. Um, and, you know, he was a good fifth in the, over in a Breeders' Cup in a Grade 1 um, back in 2019. He does shape like he's uh, he does he could get this trip. And the thing I like about him is he's got a bit of a turn of foot where a lot of these horses over this sort of trip are over this trip because they're, they're sort of plodders. They're, yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they stay on. Whereas I like the way Alunak travels for a race. It gives me confidence he's going to get this trip. And... Uh, yeah, I like the smart turn of foot he showed at Haydock when he just won going away. That was a career-best effort. So I thought he was well worth another chance. I didn't think the ground was too much of a concern. I think he's going to be ridden quite handily from stall 10. I thought there were a good few positives for a Lunak uh, at 20-1. And then I can see him going off perhaps to the Melbourne Cup and going and doing a bit of globe trot. He's that type of horse, I think. Um, so, yeah, a Lunak is the one I'm going to come down on for now. But there are, there are a few on the shortlist, you know, but um, weather permitting tomorrow, whether I chuck another one alongside a Lunak. Yeah, okay. That's absolutely fine. Makes uh, good sense. We'll be keeping an eye on the weather. Um, we go back now to the first race at York, which is the 150. Um, group 3 over the extended mile. That is their first race on the card. Um, Real World has really upped the form, hasn't he, since going on to the turf, 2 from 2 now, and I've had some cheek pieces put on as well. Talking of horses with a good turn of 40, definitely showed a fair bit of that at Newbury last time, and uh, Daryl, the way he won, you know, last time, he you'd hope he literally could be anything. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, he, he tugged the arms off Marco Gianni for much of that race. Um, he was boxed in. Uh, D-Rab 
And uh, Martin Hartley did everything they could to, to try and hold him in against that row for as long as possible. D-Rab got first run on him and uh, he took uh, a split second to, to, to warm up. And then the way he picked him up in, in, in the final furlong was really, really impressive, I thought. Um, there weren't mugs in behind as well. Solid Stones come out and placed next time and behind Meg Allen. Uh, Salisbury will, will finish fourth, close up, beating one and a quarter lengths. In a group three, Fox Towers come out, uh, gone very, very close in a group three next time at Goodwood, beating half a length, finishing third. Uh, this is a natural step up from listed company to, to, to group three. I think he's going to be a lot better than better than these, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I think just with natural progression, he's going to be very, very hard to beat at the top of the market. Uh, more Oberon. Um, disappointed. I, I was a little bit disappointed with the run behind Love. I mean, it looks good on paper beating three lengths by Love, but uh, that race has not really worked out at all. Uh, I think Love's going backwards a bit this season, so I think he might have been a little bit flattered there. Thought um, thought Brunch might be the one to outrun his odds at a bit a big price. Um, he's thirteen pounds better off, I think, with uh, with Real World for the for the eight length defeat in the um, Royal Hunt Cup, um, and he got no run that day, so he's probably a bit better. That the eight lengths defeat suggested he won well, finishing strongly at Pontefract last time, beating Ross Colin, who's a who's a real solid horse. Um, I can't see anything beating Real World. If I'm being honest, but yeah, I'm just trying to think of. One. I'm just trying to think of, uh, yeah, without market or perhaps something that could outrun their odds. Um, but Real World, I mean, I think he's a Group One horse in waiting, really. Yeah, I like Real World too. Um, yeah, you could have Real World to beat Brunch maybe or something like that. Um, Andrew? Yeah, um, make it so sort of two and a half votes for Real World. <laughs> um, again, we, he was pulled out of Haydock, wasn't he, when we discussed him previously because of the ground. Yeah. When looking looking at the weather forecast, the um, the site I use is basically saying the rain's not going to hit until one o'clock and then it's not going to get heavy until around about four o'clock. So um, yeah, this, this right. first race, it might... And if they don't water in expectation of rain and then it doesn't arrive, it could be rattling quick. So um, Real World has everything in his favour, pretty much. But the, the one I like for without the favourite uh, or for the forecast is Bell Rock um, for the Andrew Balding Yard. Now, he's only ever won on his seasonal debut. I think he's three from three first time out in his career. Um, but he has gone well fresh after a mid-season break before. Uh, last year, he'd had three months off before turning up in the Cambridge show, and he's finished third of 27. Now, uh, we haven't seen him since uh, the middle of June, Royal Ascot. That's 66 days, getting on for 10 weeks, so he should be nice and fresh here. He ran in the Hunt Cup last time behind Real World, raced on the far side, You know, finished last of that group, got me 26 lengths by the, uh, the winner. But I think he'll be a lot closer this time. So I think um, Bell Rock, uh, without the favourite, would be my vote in the race. Okay, but we all do like the favourite. So if you just want to back a winner and you don't mind the price, <laughs> that's probably the way to go. Um, the two twenty-five Melrose Long Distance Heritage Handicap. Uh, absolutely love Dushan again. A bit boring, but he was just too keen last time out. But has looked very good. I thought before that, I I'm more than sure he's a, a much better horse than a marker ninety-five. So looking forward to seeing Dushan go in that two twenty-five. Um, Andrew, would you like to start? Yeah, a um, bit of a minefield, uh, like a lot of the races on Saturday. But there's one horse here I really like, and that's um, True Courage. I've been really impressed with him. Um, showed He did really well to win from off the pace at Ripon, three runs back. Admittedly, only in a, in a Class 6 contest. He, he stepped up to Class 5 level. 
and um, at Leicester. And again, he's come from off the pace, not always easy to do on the round course there, particularly in small fields. He's then taken another step forward running here at York. Again, we're only talking like, sorry, Yarmouth, um, yeah. only talking fairly sort of low grade stuff. But my God, you could call him the winner from a long way out. And um, he was very, very impressive. One with a ton in hand. He's gone up eight pounds for that. You could argue that's still on the lenient side. And um, so, yeah, My Michael Bell's true courage, 14 to 1 is the price I've seen. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it, with these races and these big handicaps. You're seeing horses stepping up into a much better grade. But if they're beating what's put in front of them so readily, you'd assume they have to be much better than their mark. Yeah, and, and there's compensation in the price. You're not being asked to take 7 to 2 or 4 to 1. You're looking yeah. at um, a good each-way price. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I have about 14 to 1 um, for true courage. So let's hope he stays at that, Andrew. And Darrell? Yeah, I've, uh, this is probably my best bet of the day, I think, in this oh. race. Um, Aiden O'Brien's won a King of the Castle. Uh, I think this horse is improving quite rapidly with each run. Now, he dropped back into Maiden Company last time at Limerick, uh, just as a bit of a confidence booster, I guess. Um, he bolted up very, very easily, four to nine on. Um, yeah. Handicappers put him up a couple of pounds for that. Um, but prior to that, at, at, at Down Royal, um, he chased home Iowa, a stable mate. Now, he got absolutely no run. Um, he was blocked off uh, and he's quite a big horse. He had to switch wide around the field and he came steaming with a late charge. That was over a mile and a half. Iowa was running off a mark of 79 there. Iowa is now rated £19 higher on 98. Um, the third bear story was off 88. He's now £12 higher, rated 100. The fourth is yet to run. The fifth one next time is £4 higher. The sixth one next time out is £5 higher. The seventh uh, was just touched off in a listed race next time and it's £6 higher. Um, and he was given weight to all of them by the, by the last mention, including £12 to the winner. Um, like I say, he stopped in his run, had to make his challenge wide. He came steaming home. Step up and trip's definitely going to suit him. He's only £5 higher here for the mark of 96. He's improving the cheek pieces of clearly out. Um, Ryan's gone to the Curra, so that's why William Buick's on, but that's no bad replacement in my mind. Um, I don't think he, he won't mind a bit of rain either. If you go back to some of his form, um, late last year, he was chasing down the likes of Roman Empire over a mile over a trip too short. He was only beating two lengths there. Roman Empire's rated 109. His form is littered with 100-plus um, mm. rated horses. At got, close, Town, got close to the Mediterranean that, of course, ran well at York. And if you go back and watch <laughs> that race uh, against, the, uh, against the Mediterranean, he was bumped at the start and he, he was at the rear of the field and uh, Wayne Lordham took him right round the outside of the whole field um, to take the lead. And he went about seven, eight, nine lengths clear of the field. And they only just caught him late on. But he's, but as they passed him, he stuck on really gamely at the finish. Yeah. Obviously, the Mediterranean just finished one up in the Great uh, in yeah. the um, Great Vulture earlier in the week. Mediterranean's rated, what, 109. He's probably going to go up a bit more for, for his performance earlier this week. Yeah. Um, he's off a mark of 96. I think he's got a massive chance. Zayden's only runner of the day. Um, he's probably come over earlier in the week, but um, been left here. So, yeah, I think at the prices, I think what I think the best price is tens. Tens, I think that's a cracking each way bet. Yeah. I think he's going to improve for the step up and trip. I think he's much better than than, than this field. I think he's got. I think he's got a belting chance. But uh, I've been quite confident with a few naps in the last couple of weeks, and they've not really come off. So I'm trying to keep uh, keep calm uh, with this one. So, but yeah, King of the Castle being the nap of the day. 
I prefer Dushan, but I half hope King of the Castle wins because we'll do a GG. You know the song? Must be the reason why I'm King of the Castle. <laughs> we can literally do like a fun Nats video with you doing some kind of cheer and we can have that song in the background. Which be good. I've already thought about it, so we can do that. Um, Andrew, please tell me that's your pick as well and we can play the song for both of you. Uh, no, because I've already given you my pick, True Courage. Oh, of course you have. <laughs> God, this is, this, it's my you've birthday got, you've tomorrow, got all guys, you. so my brain's just gone. Yeah, all you're thinking yeah. about is going out. <laughs> yeah, I like, got excited about songs and all sorts. Um, okay, let's move on before the head falls off. Um, Drew Clark, please. City of York Stakes Group 2 contest. Um, Ed, how do you want to start? Yeah, two horses I, I've got a lot of time for at the top of this market. Space Blues. Um, Space Blues is always a horse i had a massive massive bet off him on him when he ran off a mark of 93 here at york a couple of years ago and he, he landed in really good style he's a top class horse i feel like he's working his way back into a bit of form thought he was quite eye-catching at goodwood last time um in, in the lennox he was drawn in stall 12 wildest of all uh came with a late rattle i think that ground would have been softer than ideal for him i think back on faster ground i think he's uh he's basically a group one winner without a penalty in this race um and well, he is a group one man without a penalty in this race. Yeah. I think it's going to be very, very hard to beat. I think I think this is going to be quite tactical, though. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh, in terms of tactical, I mean between Primo Bacchio and Space Blues. I wonder who's going to go first, um, if that makes sense. Because Primo Bacchio is going to be held up. I wonder if they're going to try and... Safe Voyage normally makes it, doesn't he? Yeah, Safe Voyage would normally make the run. Lord of Lodge would try and make the run. But I mean, when it comes, push comes to shove, I wonder if Tom Marquand is just going to sit on Space Blues and try and get first run on him, if that makes sense. Um, So I think it's going to be quite tactical because I think there's a lot in favour of Primo Bacchio as well. Um, In favour of Primo Bacchio as well. Uh, The ground, the trip, everything is, is... in her favour, if she can't show how good she is back at this track uh, under these conditions, then the followers just need to wash their hands with her, really. Three-year-olds yeah. got a fantastic record as well in this race. But uh, um, it's very difficult. I'm probably not going to have a bet in the race. I'm probably just going to watch it and enjoy it. But for a selection, I would I would have to stay Space Blues, given a, given the, the sheer depth to his form. So, um, yeah, and I think he's ready to strike, so Space Blues. This was one of them where, as I often do, you know, when I say I swerve one and don't have a selection because I just kept thinking, oh my God, like, <laughs> as you say, Primo Bacho, she's been unlucky probably, hasn't she, in better races the last couple of times, but can't keep making excuses for horses all the time. And that's the so, problem. When you're yeah, making excuses for, for such a young horse, yeah, yeah, maybe she's just not good enough. But uh, th- there will be no excuses here today. I mean, I thought Andrea gave her an awful ride, really, uh, Deauville I'll, I'll be honest with you but um, let's hope Tom's better <laughs> yeah but there will be no excuse for everything's in her favour so, okay. of course she's up against Space Blues I mean if you, she finished half a length off Space Blues you'd say it was a very fine. good yeah, run wouldn't you? Yeah. okay uh, Andrew yeah cracking race we've got our old friends Space Blues and Safe Voyage who uh, yeah. regularly take each other on I mean Safe Voyage won this last year as a seven year old breaking a run of five consecutive winning three year olds uh, we should have loads of pace, as you've mentioned. Highfield Princess has one way of winning. So does Lord of the Lodge. Pogo can go from the front as well. Safe Voyage actually made all when winning this last year. Um, and the one I'm going to throw a few quid at each way, um, biggest price I've seen is 50 to 1, is um, 5,000 to 1 for um, Andrew Balding. Now, um, um, only third at Haydock last time, but you know, raced very keenly. Small field, race wasn't run to suit. Forget that Royal Ascot run. And um, I mean, as a juvenile, he did peak at this time of year. He, he sort of ran four times in August and September. 
second first uh, and second. And you, know, you go back to October of last year, he ran in the Dewhurst behind St. Mark's Basilica um, yeah. and, you know, only got beaten four and a bit lengths. Now, you could argue that he hasn't trained on, but, you know, those two runs, I mean, he's, he's rocked up at Royal Ascot for his debut and, um, you know, run poorly on the uh, on the wrong side of the track. And then, um, you know, he's got that sort of small field race not run to suit. So on the best of his juvenile form, he's not a 50 to one shot. It, you know, if you say he's best, He's going to be best coming late off a strong pace. Yeah, he's he was gonna... nine to four last time. Yeah, he's, <laughs> going, he's going to get that. So, I mean, when you're looking at a race like this, you're thinking, I mean, I wanted to be on the Lord of the Lodge the next time he ran because he got involved in a, a, a duel for the early pace in the three-runner affair at Thursk, which was just ridiculous. Mm. Um, and, and again, Highfield Prince is, is going to get taken on. So you've got sort of horses, the three regular front runners priced at 14s, 25s and 33 to 1. You say, well, they're probably going to drop out the back of the telly after getting involved in a pace war. That's you know, the hope and the expectation. So, you know, 5,000 to 1, you, you're going to get a horse coming through off the back of the pace to pick up the pieces. It, it could well be him. I mean, I'll, I'll settle for third at this stage, but uh, who knows? Stranger, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Yeah, at 50s, we'll take a third. Okay, 5,000 to 1 then for, for Andrew, but uh, it, it is a bit of a, a, a tricky one. Um, anything else in any of the other races at York that we've not got scheduled, either of you? Uh, yeah, just uh, in the 4.45, a uh, couple of horses, straight of Hormuz, or Hormuz uh, did best of those to come from off the pace, when a close-up um, 14 to one third of 20 in the John Smith's Cup over course and distance. He's got a really good record left-handed, very rarely out of the uh, the first two or three. And uh, on good or faster going, he's two from two left-handed. So if, if the rain stays away, he could go well. And in the same race, uh, Montatha uh, was unsuited to making the running at Doncaster last time. I mean, Doncaster's round course, each front runner's alive. Seven to four favourite, a field of five, doesn't normally make the running. And Dana O'Neill had a brain freeze and decided to make it. So... Uh, yeah, straight of Hormuz, uh, Montatha. And in, in the 520, um, Kevin Ryan puts blinkers on um, Ben McDewey, um, who uh, this one um, had Winter Power a place behind him when finishing fifth in a listed race at this meeting last year. It's all downhill since. But we've seen um, the yard do really well with first-time headgear runners. Just another bottle of course winning the great seat, Wilfred, in this headgear, first-time blinkers. So I thought a 28 to 1, Ben McDewey in the 520 might just be able to blast off down the middle and give us a run for our money yeah i think about 28 to 1 um at the moment and that 520 and the two that uh, andrew mentioned in the 445 they're about 10s and 12s respectively so all good each way prices for all of those um daryl anything for you any of the others yeah same two races 445 <laughs> um uh, my, migration uh they could have ran earlier in the week um off a mark of 95 uh they've decided to come here anyway on yeah. saturday and, and run off 103 i the way, yeah, you can't help but be impressed with the way he went past that field at Goodwood. I know it was just softer conditions, but he has handled quicker going before, and any sort of rain will be in his favour, I guess. Yeah, the five twenty, in the five twenty, I thought uh, Atlas uh, Bay, I think, uh, is off a uh, you know a steep mark of one hundred and three, but back here at York, I thought I had a, had a massive chance. I think this this is another horse that could be uh, could be going into group company. Um, later this year or, or next year perhaps but uh stefano churchy's puts on for this uh, apprentice handicap it's a good booking by marco botti uh and i think atalanta's bay yeah, has got a massive chance to five twenty. okay yeah he's uh, top rated in there i think again another one at the moment time of recording is about six to one um atalis bay for that uh, final race um we move on to sandown then a couple of races from there the 205 the group three solario stakes over seven furlongs we've got a fairly short price favorite for her majesty the queen 
uh, in Reach for the Moon. Uh, do you want to start us in this, please, Daryl? Yeah, favourite wins. Let's move on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, destroyed, destroyed Harrow at Newbury last time. We came out and won a very good race at uh, York yesterday. Um, second in the Chesham. Decent form there. Maxala was well behind. Sweeping's won since. Um, and and the debut form at Yarmouth as well with New Science has worked out has worked out really well. Um, some decent horses in behind. So I just I just could not see if, at any reason why I'd want to take on Reach for the Moon. But I also don't really want to back him because uh, Frankie the Tory's yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you say, beat Harrow easily, and then um, of course Harrow's come out and Frank that. So. Very good. Uh, Andrew? I'm with you. I'm so, going for full-on S Club, reach out for the moon. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> it's the stars, but you close. Yeah, I, I put this one up as a bet at um, Royal Ascot on his second career outing. Yeah. Um, that that um, debut run behind New Science at Yarmouth was a fantastic one. I mean, the, um, it was hard to come from off the pace that day. And he was very green, blew the start um, and stumbled as well, something that was missed by the Racing Post um, close-up writer. Right. And um, yeah, I ended up betting him win only, not each way, stupidly, when he's got chinned half a length of Royal Ascot. He's um, duly got off the mark uh, next time out in impressive fashion. And I'm staring at the prices of six to four on. I'm thinking that's probably quite big. And I can see him going off at two to one on or nine to four on. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, very strong and reached for the moon. The only danger with, with Sandown is you're like, which kind of Sandown are we dealing with on the round course? Are we dealing with yeah. one of those meetings where everything wins prominent round the inside? Yeah. Or are, have we got that, like we had in July, the, the day and a loop one that um, everything was winning wide round the outside and they're avoiding the inside rail like the plague. So generally with Sandown, you want to let a race or two go before you get involved and, or it's a, a meeting you want to play on day two of a two-day meeting. We've also got Sandown on Sunday in the Sunday series. So uh, reach for the moon, but um, you know, not a bad horse to put. If you fancy other short ones, real world, I certainly wouldn't put you off here. Real world and reach for the moon in a win double. Yeah, I um, backed Papa Cocktail at York. And I'm pretty sure it was Jack Mitchell the other day. I won't, don't quote me in case it wasn't, but basically couldn't have got into any more trouble and I was absolutely furious. Papa Cocktail finished just behind Reach for the Moon on that debut run. I remember it. I really thought Papa Cocktail would run a big race at York and got I should an absolute just have a, override. Good. Sorry, quick quick couple of mentions. for. Uh, I, th I thought Cresta might have uh, been flattered at Leicester because he came down the middle of the track where, stupidly, um, the jockeys all wanted to race down the stand sides. Uh, and rerouting uh, was quite interesting, the Irish Raider, because uh, when he won at Garrowan Park on his debut at 33-1, yeah. to 1, Every winner was prominent up the inside from low draws, and he's come round the outer from something like Storm 19. So that was a run you could upgrade. Whether that makes him good enough to be reached for the moon, I don't know. But I would certainly take you know, rerouting uh, as a potential um, without the favourite bet or forecast selection if you want one at a bigger price. Okay. Yeah, uh, favourites all round then, and uh, maybe options elsewhere as regards without the favourites. Uh, the 240 at Sandown, uh, we got last year's winner, Memora, uh, goes again for the Crisfords. We all put up Welliat, didn't we? Really fancied him because of the rain softened conditions, which worked out perfectly well. Obviously, looking to have a sounder surface at the moment at Sandown. Um, I'm going to put up Potter Pover, I think, again. I'm hoping that the fact that someone like I thought she was good enough last time out after those first two annihilations um, to put her into group company, whether she just got a bit stuck in the mud, you know, obviously a lightly raced horse as well. So she was a bit too keen as well last time. So she needs to learn to settle and um, she'll be able to show what she's made of. So I think I'm going to stick with Potter Pover in that 240 bit. 
uh, again, you know, difficult races, good horses. Um, uh, Andrew, do you want to start? What do we think about? I know we all fancied Waliak on that soft ground. Is he going to be completely different if the ground is much firmer? Yeah, it just says going question mark next to his name on my card for this race. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if we if we get unexpected rain and it's you know good to soft or softer, I could quite happily side with him. But yeah. pro- probably not uh, with the current weather forecast. Um, Indigo Girl, the, the current uh, the favourite, um, yeah. is, has got the hood on for. I mean, all, all Dubawis in hoods um, sh- show a good profit if you back them blind. Not necessarily yeah. the first time hood, but uh, uh, that's uh, a sort of positive stat. But the, the, the interesting one for me was uh, Moore for uh, Michael Bell. Now, um, this one ran real eye catching races um, against draw biases at Newmarket last back end, particularly in the Jersey uh, Lily, that really good Phillies nursery finishing fourth of 16. Um, the first three were drawn sort of um, 16, 13, 15 that day. She's won the race down the centre of the track from her low draw in stall four. Now, since then, she's then gone back to Newmarket, dropped back to six furlongs, which didn't suit. Heavy ground didn't suit. She's still run well from a poor draw, finishing second by a neck. And then um, this season, so she, you know, she won, um, she won at Carlisle in June on good to firm. And then uh, bombed out last time on soft ground. Don't even know why she was running on it. But um, the owners have had a bit of a, a split with Rafe Beckett. We saw uh, Ammo Racing's Prince Alex win on debut for Michael Bell after leaving Beckett at Glorious Goodwood. So uh, if Moore actually, you know, get, gets to the track, um, then uh, you know, and the ground is in her favour, I think she could take some beating here. She's probably going to be a big price. And uh, Michael Bell's only had, I think, four horses um, make the switch from Rafe Beckett. Two of them won at the first time of asking. Another one was second at a big price. So 12 to 1, 14 to 1 thereabouts. Moo and more for me. Yeah, uh, I got 12 to 1 as well for me and more. Well, if if Indigo Girl can't win this, I suspect she'll be out <laughs> of the John Gosden yard. Um, <laughs> this is a terrible race. I mean, Aurea's second favourite in this. Um, and we were saying before when she won a listed race at uh, Sandown last time how bad that race was. And she went off 10 to 3 for that. She's she's only 7 to 1 for this behind Indigo Girl. I can't believe Indigo Girl is not a blooming, not a, a shorter price. She's well clear on ratings um, or, or near enough well clear other than Saffron Beach. Um, I thought it was a good return run at Ascot last time behind Dream Loper. She just finished under her hands and heels rise. She took off 11 to 8 favourite for that though, but I don't know why. Um, she can be a bit keen, but I, I don't. On a, the, the slope concern for me is the fact that she's seven to two. Um, I, honestly, I thought she should be about eleven a full shot for this, so that mm. does worry me slightly. Um, sometimes you can, sometimes things can be too good to be true, can't they? And uh, yeah, well, she be can be too keen as well, can't she? That's another slide. Well, she can, she can, can but she can, but she was, she was keen. Uh, she was slowly away and then very keen in the Phillies Mile. And she finished second, a pretty gorgeous. Had Mother mm-hmm. Earth behind her, and, and she was better than a bare result on the undulations of Newmarket, which she didn't really handle there. Um, time before that at Doncaster, when she beat Dubai Fountain, she absolutely hacked up. Look at the horses in behind: Star of Emirati, Lilac Rhodes, Abel Queen, Dubai Fountain. There ain't none of them in here. These are all exposed, other than Potter Pover. These are pretty much exposed to the nine. Villa de Grace is one of the interesting ones, running behind Alcohol Free at Newbury and then bombing out at York next time in Listed Company. Um, she could still have a bit more to offer, but Potter Pover is probably the danger. She could obviously be anything, but like I said before, she hasn't beaten nothing, nothing yet, and nothing's come out and won. So, I, I mean, 
It's got to be. I've got to. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to back. <laughs> we're not honestly, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to back Frankie Dottori either because he wound me up during the week on Salukan coming down the outside and sitting there on the bridle and then nudging back right, into well, the you bridle. You said the biggest dangerous part of paper, so just like her, and then we can sell. No, no, together. I'm not. No, because she. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't back a horse that's had no next time out winners come from its two races and it's beaten nothing. Indigo Girl should be winning this, but okay. the prices are concerned. Indigo Girl. Okay. <laughs> so Indigo Girl, <laughs> madly for Daryl, uh, Potter Pover for me, and me and more for Andrew. Um, I think that that's it uh, for our scheduled races. Uh, Sandal, anything for either of you in any of the other races, please? Yeah, I've got one in the 130 called Implore, uh, trained by the Gosdens, uh, three to one second favourite at the time of recording. Um, ran a really good race on um, his debut, finishing fourth to uh, Native Trail and uh, Royal Patronage at um, Sandown. Uh, sorry, of, of this course distance. Was still green next time out and second at Donny and, and then um, made the running, set it up for the close at Ascot. Now, last time he's gone to Beverly, first time cheap pieces. Beverly that day was massively favouring wide runners, horses who came around the outside under patient rides. And he, he's made, made all against the bias in the first time cheap pieces. I was hugely impressed with that. I think people will be a bit sniffy about it because it's only Beverly form, but at least yeah. that's a stiff right-handed track like Haydock. So uh, I, I implore you to back implore in the 130. <laughs> and if Frankie gives it a bad ride, Daryl will implode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else for you at Sandown, Daryl? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was, I very much agree with Andrew on implore. Um, oh, wow. I came wound up going through this car because Frankie the Tories is riding all the, the, the fancy the fancy horses that I've got this week. Uh, implored, totally agree. I think that race at Beverly as well, I think that was a very good race. I think that's going to work out pretty well. Um, I thought this was much weaker. Um, so Implore would definitely be on my list as well. In the 315, um, this is a competitive little race, a uh, little handicap, but this poet of life could be anything, but he's, he's too short of the market for me. Uh, and Frankie's on. Um, down the list, Sky Defender is a Double figure price. Sky Defender has run himself back in the form at Newmarket last time. He um, did remarkably well to finish as close as he did, given he was shut out and short, was short of room, had to drop to the rear of the field and then stayed on strongly up the stiff finish at Newmarket. Um, that was a run, step right back in the right direction. The time before at Goodwood behind migration, he came right over to the far side, lost plenty of ground in doing so, uh, and he was only beaten four lengths. He's dropped down to a mark of 97. He's got a massive chance um, in this field at a double-figure price. Obviously, the unexposed poet of life is going to be very popular, um, but uh, I think Sky Defender can probably get on the front end here at Sandown and, and, uh, and go well. Um, anything else? 4.15. I've got, I've got to cut these down. Thank you. Uh, no, Oshin. Um, I thought Nebulosa was the one to be on in the 4.15. Uh, this horse has been on my radar for quite some time. Uh, again, Goodwood caught the eye massively last time. I think this track suits. Uh, ground should be fine. So Nebulosa in a 4.15. That is a horrible race, that 4.15. There's like five runners and next to nothing separating them. Uh, yeah, so I think Nebulosa currently joint favourite at about 2-1. to one, And Sky Defender in that earlier race that Daryl mentioned, I think is about 12-1. to one, So uh, good each way value. Um, that's the scheduled meetings done, dusted. Anything from anywhere else on Saturday? Yeah, just two very quick ones. In the 8 o'clock at Chelmsford, Jumeirah Bay is best when going left-handed. And although Chelmsford doesn't normally favour his come-from-behind style, there's plenty of pace in this race. It could be set up nicely. And I'm going to Kalani for the 250. Uh, what? Not, 
I've not, I've not been you on the wacky. You have been busy. Uh, I've not been on the wacky backy, but I'm going for happy Jackie. <laughs> now, uh, uh, happy happy Jackie's got a, a very strong seasonal pattern to his form. He does really well in uh, August and September. Four runs in these uh, months: third, first, first, and first. Got a good course record, and uh, he was an eye catcher a couple of runs ago. So this is his time of year. Happy Jackie in the two fifty at Kalani. I'm um, trying to find a price. I haven't got one of you. Uh, no, I haven't seen one yet. No, okay. Um, uh, anything anywhere else for you, please, Daryl? No, no, no. Not anything at Kalani? Absolutely not. No, I only go over to Ireland when there's a good thing. That's it. Sure. Um, um, yeah, that's it. I've put up loads of horses. You what? have put up lots of horses. Um, now, this is probably forecast price, so it could be completely wrong, Andrew, but I found 25 to 1. Um, yeah, I think more like seven to two would be a, a realistic price. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll take I'll, I'll tell I'll, I'll take sixteens now. What well, for tw- Happy Jackie? Yeah, twenty fives would be handy. That's what I found forecast. Oh, fantastic! It, if it goes off seven to two, don't all shout at me. I'm just telling you what's on the screen. Um, okay, super. That's it. Now we've got loads of other selections there as well, and loads from lots of other meetings. Um, naps, please. I'm going Happy Jackie. Are you? Nothing at Killarney. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go King of the Castle, 225 at York. You've got to. Um, and I am going in the evil because I have been on the wacky wacky, clearly. Um, <laughs> Illarab is going to be my uh, naff in the evil, so fingers crossed. Um, that's it then. There the naps. Uh, don't forget, as I said earlier, to please check out the guys' updated social media as always. If the rain does or doesn't change the ground either way massively, selections may and will probably change. So please do uh, check out Daryl Carter as named on Twitter and Andrew is Andrew Mountish Trend Horses uh, and Gigi as well. So there. Uh, social media gg.co.uk and uh, the website same name race cards are on there there'll be more tips and stats as well from the guys so thanks as always for watching i hope we give you some winners uh, and i hope you have some of your own as well and we don't condone selling or smoking wacky backy. 